If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, the wheat growers are frustrated at federal inaction on grain trade disputes around the world. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Sunny skies, a high of 23 and the low plus 5. Tomorrow, Wednesday, sunny, windies 20 and a high of 25, the low 10. Thursday, sunny and windy, the high 25. Evening showers, the low 13. Friday, showers, the high 19, the low 12. Saturday, partly cloudy, the high 24, the low 9. Sunday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 20, the low 9. Monday, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers, the high 19. Normal high for this date, 24. The normal low is 9. The sun rose at 5.54 this morning. It sets at 8.10 tonight. And around the province, we have the hot spot is Kindersley in west-central Saskatchewan at 20 degrees. The cold, Collins Bay, 11 degrees. Estevan, Saskatoon, Swift Current, Weyburn, all 19 degrees. Yorkton is 18. Regina, partly cloudy and 18. That's 64 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the northwest at 8, gusting to 28. Humidity is 46%. The barometer dropping 102.4. Moose Jaw is sunny and 19. Winds are from the northwest at 11. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy and 18. That's 64 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best, online at mcdougallauction.com. And brought to you by Edge Microactive, the new weapon against weed resistance. Visit gowancanada.com for more information. The Western Canadian wheat growers are angry with Ottawa. The wheat growers say they were stunned to see Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau announce $1.75 billion in funding to the supply management sector last week. Wheat Growers Alberta Director Stephen Vandervoek says Ottawa is ignoring trade problems in the struggling grain sector. The grain and oil seed industry has at least lost $4 billion. And who knows what the numbers are because of some prices you can't sell your canola, some places you can, the prices are all been dropped. That's just part of it. There's Durham. You can't even sell Durham. I mean, I can go on and on the list of countries. I think Vietnam has been added to the list. This is, some of these countries have are directly, are, the government is directly responsible for some of these trade issues that we have, and yet there's absolutely nothing besides, oh, here, you can borrow some more money. And so when another announcement comes out with a per-head payment for something where the industry is doing very, probably one of the best, most stable industries of agriculture in the country, and yet the money's just thrown around. It's very, it's more than frustrating. I don't even know what the word is. Vanderbox stresses the wheat growers are not seeking a bailout. We're asking them just to have an open free market, and and I don't know what the answer is going to be if if something isn't 
corrected in the near future. And now we've just seen the Chinese government is upset with Canada again over our comments of what's going on in Hong Kong. And, and, uh, and our government just can't help themselves. They're on their high, high horse telling the rest of the world how they need to run their affairs when we can't even run our own affairs. And it's actually affecting farmers, especially in Western Canada, in our pocketbooks. And I'm not talking about a little bit. We're talking about huge, huge issues with cash flow and, and planning and just running our businesses. And we're not really able to run our businesses right now because we don't have open markets. And so I don't know what the answer is. We're not asking for a bailout. But, uh, I mean, but what's going to happen if this continues on for another year or two? There's really no end in sight. Vanderbox says it's shameful that the federal government is willing to support selected agriculture sectors at the expense of prairie grain farmers. He says it seems that some farmers are more equal than others. This money that's going to supply management, is all it is is, is to buy votes in the election that's coming up. They're doing it pre-writ. Um, so it's, it's, as far as I'm concerned, it's sort of dirty money. Um, and it's money that's not needed and needs to be put elsewhere in agriculture. And, and it was what's happening, and you're seeing it in social media, you're seeing it everywhere, is that what this government is doing now is they're pitting farmer against farmer inside the industry. Because how else can you not, as a grain farmer, be super frustrated about all this money being announced when there really isn't any, any harm? And I would love, I would absolutely love for a supply management person to come on and, and, and defend now they need to get $4 billion over losing 7% market share. Not anything else, not pricing, not anything, just market share that someone has access to their market, which really they should anyways. I'd love for someone to defend how they should be getting money. Yeah, the grain and oil seeds guys um, are just you know, left to hang out dry. And let's be clear, there is, a, there is a few things that the government does for grain and oil seed farmers like agri stability and crop insurance which, of course, supply management all has access to themselves. But in Alberta, I can tell you, uh, agri-stability, as long as you're in crop insurance, you will never get paid a dime out of agri-stability as long as you carry crop insurance. And for the, the, the small subsidy that's put into crop insurance, I wish they actually didn't do it so they can say that they are subsidizing because it, it, it doesn't amount to much. And, um, and that's all everybody usually hangs their hat on is that we're subsidized as well. Western Canadian Wheat Growers Alberta Director Stephen Vanderbach. With harvest starting to get rolling, you'll likely see more farm machinery on highways in Saskatchewan. SGI's Tyler McMurchie says there is an increased risk for accidents involving farming equipment and reminds drivers to stay back and slow down. Farm equipment is much wider and longer than uh, typical uh, vehicles you see on the road, and it can be deceptively so as well. So drivers should make sure they give themselves plenty of time and uh, space to safely pass when they can do so. Preliminary numbers from 2018 show there were 12 collisions involving farm machinery, resulting in two deaths and 10 injuries. Back in a moment. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Crown Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. A market analyst says Saskatchewan farmers face some uncertainty about wheat prices as they prepare for harvest. Neil Townsend with FarmLink Marketing Solutions says farmers should be patient when planning on selling their newly harvested wheat crop. Spring wheat's definitely getting uh, collateral damage from, uh, you know, higher than expected uh, U.S. corn yield and 
corn acres in the WASD report. Just, you know, that's obviously like some, maybe some early harvest pressure, uh, expectations of solid crop in the U.S., solid crop in Canada. But it's overdone. I mean, I, I don't like the world market, the world prices for wheat have barely budged uh, this week. Uh, you know, I mean, and they're not great by any stretch of the imagination, but they're not as sort of like screamingly bearish as the uh, U.S. futures would have you believe. So I, I think we're going to Canadian farmers should be hopefully not just looking at the futures, but thinking about the cash prices. And uh, I'd be prepared to be patient on wheat. And hopefully there's other candidates for uh, early season movement to free up space and generate cash and maybe hold on to the wheat a little bit more patiently this year. What price should producers look for for spring wheat in, say, Saskatchewan? Well, it's going to be highly variable across the prairies. Again, the expectation is definitely lower than last year, but I would say, you know, 630 and above for a 13.5 to CWS is sort of a, a, a target price that we have in mind. And again, right now, our strategy is, is more patience and letting the market kind of adjust to uh, things. And maybe some more information will come down the pipeline, even about U.S. corn or something that, you know, might stabilize the market and even put back a few cents into corn futures and maybe uh, as a corollary help out wheat futures as well. Now, what about canola? What's the outlook there? Well, canola, we're more optimistic about canola right now than we've been in quite a while. I mean, the basic truth is that, you know, we're seeing some uh, interesting uh, uptick in veg oil, general veg oil across the world. We're seeing, uh, you know, China making some rules to free up uh, veg oil entry into China. India still has good demand for veg oil. So, and the U.S. just had some surprisingly strong numbers on the soybean crush and also the disappearance of soybeans. So those things, and then, of course, there were smaller acres in the WASD report. I mean, there's a great amount of uncertainty about soybean production coming up in the U.S. I mean, is soybean supply and demand balance isn't great. On the canola front, I think that there's maybe less of an expectation than usual that we're going to see that, you know, four or five magic bushels appear on the final production number. I mean, there is a little bit of risk because a fair amount of the canola is sort of a little bit behind schedule and maybe more prone to risk for early frost or a regular season frost here in Canada. So we're not expecting a bin buster from the yield front from canola. Again, I caution that, you know, I've said that before in previous years, and me and a lot of the industry have been proven wrong because canola, when it goes through the combine, a lot of times magically, it seems like two or three or four bushels come out for a national average that nobody really saw coming. So we'll, we'll caution that. But I think now is a good time to be looking to put some canola trades on for farmers. And I mean, if your region can get above $10 or even as high as ten twenty-five, it's probably worth hedging and, and generating some cash flow and, and selling some canola right now is a good candidate as opposed to wheat now. And of course, canola still has the headwinds of, you know, what's China's feelings about Canada? How is the trade going to happen this year? And all, all of those things. Now, what about pulse crops? What's the outlook there and price-wise? Well, the pulse crops are sort of, again, we're going to have to wait for the final yield to have a full understanding of what's going on in the pulse crops. But we're definitely seeing like some pressure on yellow pea prices, for example, probably a greater amount of uncertainty about what demand is going to be, you know, offshore. It doesn't look like India is going to be coming back in a big way. And then also, you know, the threat and the risk that maybe um, China is not going to be as friendly yellow peas as it was last year. So the yellow peas have kind of slipped in many regions below $6 a bushel for harvest delivery. We're probably our price expectation is that you know if you can afford to be patient and a lot of farmers can't be because yellow peas are you know they don't want to bin them they want to take them straight to the elevator and i think this year is one of those years where you're probably not best to serve that you're probably best served to kind of take your time with with the peas but we're looking for maybe about a 625 and the current market is definitely below that for the most part for bushel
Last week, Townsend was on a crop tour of the U.S. Midwest, including Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, and Ohio. He says harvest of row crops has not started yet, and crops are highly variable. Corn is probably better than you'd expect for how much was late planted. I'm not sure it's a 169.5 bushel an acre crop. There's still a lot of uh, prevent plant acres we saw. And the other one I would just say is like soybeans. I mean, I don't think there's a person on earth who could tell you what the soybeans are going to do this year. It's very, very dramatically behind schedule. And that was definitely the Hail Mary, Jim, that they threw. You know, when they were either going to do prevent plant or not or plant something. They planted soybeans right at the end. And you see some soybeans that they look like they should be in early July, not like uh, mid-August. Very small, no pod setting, nothing like that. So very hard. It'll be interesting to watch the Pro Farmer Tour this coming week uh, to see what they say about soybeans. I think it's just going to be more confusion and more uncertainty around the soybeans, which again is something that probably Canadian farmers can use to their advantage on the canola front in the next uh, month or so. Neil Townsend is a senior market analyst with FarmLink Marketing Solutions. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall is Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Viterra's prices for canola rose a dollar twenty at four hundred nine dollars seventy six cents. Oats dropped a dollar six at one hundred sixty seven dollars fifty six cents. Number one red spring wheat declined seventy two cents at two zero two eighty. The rest were all unchanged. Durham, 239.51. Feed barley, 172.63. Flax, 464.93. Yellow peas, $220.47. Feed wheat, 127.78. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, September wheat is down 2 cents at 503.5 cent a bushel. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of August 20th. There was no regular sale in Weyburn last week. It was Assiniboia's turn. Heiferet sold from $1.20 to $1.27. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.83 cents to $0.94. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.72 cents to $0.82. Cents. Counter cows sold from $0.50 cents to $0.60. Cents. And good butcher bulls sold from $1.10 to $1.20. We had an all-breed pre-sorted yearling sale here in Weyburn on Monday. The market was better than what we predicted. 600 to 650-pound steers averaged $1.90 and sold up to $1.98. 650 to 700-pound steers averaged $1.93 and sold up to $2.19. 700 to 800-pound steers averaged $1.98 and sold up to $2.19. 800 to 900-pound steers averaged $1.85 and sold up to $1.97. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.74 and sold up to $1.84. Heifers were about 20 cents back from the steers. Some of the highlights from the sale were a group of 700-pound steers, Tan steers at $2.19 a pound. A group of 800-pound black steers at $1.97 a pound. A group of 900-pound exotic steers at $1.84 a pound. And a group of 1,000-pound exotic steers at $1.78 a pound. This has been Stephanie Day reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices, too. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 7,700 hogs Monday, selling in a range of 174 to 187 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,600 head, selling a range of 173 to 185 per CKG. 
Habs cash hog price today is down and Fort contract prices are trading higher this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar is down 7 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3298. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.13 cents U.S. U.S. cash marks continue to push lower with Iowa, Southern Minnesota, Western Corn Belt and national reporting regions all down. Cash prices could see some more pressure, especially when cooler temperatures and fresh corn allow hogs to put on more weight, subsequently bringing more pork to the market. Lean hog futures made modest gains in yesterday's trade, but the market has a long way to go to climb out from the lows just yet. President Trump's missive over the weekend that he wasn't ready for a trade deal with China has had a cooling effect on the market, likely pushing remarkable gains further down the road, despite the fact that China and Southeast Asia will likely need a lot of pork in the coming weeks or months. Thursday's weekly export sales report will be closely watched for clues, even if it doesn't capture all pork movements out of the USA. However, if the volumes don't break from the recent trends, the market will have little incentive to move substantially higher for now. And the outlook today, sunny skies, the high 23, the low 5. Tomorrow, sunny, windies 20, the high 25, the low 10. In Regina, partly cloudy and 18, that's 64 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.